0: Stop being a blue pill sheep, being led to slaughter by big government and the court system. Become an awakened man. Here's your host, Gregory.
1: Hello everybody, this is Gregory and welcome back to another episode of The Awakened Man. I hope you are doing well today on this Monday as we're heading close to Christmas. We just celebrated Gaudete Sunday, the third Sunday of Advent. For Catholics, we light the pink candle. Anyway, so today we're going to talk about why would it be different for you? Otherwise, rephrase is, why would it be different with you? Now, there's a lot of places we can interpolate this phrase, but let's just get to it. The number one one is going to be you contemplating marrying a divorced woman who initiated the divorce. We've talked about it here at infinitum that women initiate divorce 70% of the time and it goes up to 90% if she's college educated. Now we can opine and we've opined in the past why this is. But either way, if you meet a woman and she's honest and says that she divorced her husband and of course, go to the episode, it's probably 100 episodes back, the four common tropes that she'll use to white knight you would be he was controlling, narcissistic, a cheater, Or fill-in-the-blank abusive. Typically, they'll be psychological or emotional because it's harder to quantify and much more amorphous, vague, nebulous. So if she's honest and she said, yeah, uh, I divorced another man, let's fill in the line. What makes you think it'd be any different with you? She's already established the precedent. And normally the first time is the hardest to do anything. She's already established the precedent that she could leave a man and with no qualms take his money and his children if they have children. And of course she'll tell you, oh, I didn't leave with any money. You know, you could just look around at the house. Look, you know what she, you know what job she has, look at the house that she has. Certainly, you know, if she's taking child support, we know that child support doesn't have to be documented how it's spent. So don't listen to her stories because there's the, the double combination of white knighting. You want to believe everything she says because you want to get into her golden pee. This is why having sex early in a relationship is catastrophic because it makes you stupid, cloud your judgment, and you're fornicating. But she's going to white-not you with sob stories. But either way, you know objectively that she's a divorcee. There's no way she can hide that. Or is there. But she'll be honest about that. So again, why would you be different? This is why the divorce rate of second marriages is 70%. We have an episode on that. What makes you think it's going to be different because of you? Now, are there successful marriages that are second marriages? sure are the majority no because 70 it's like 68 depending on the study you see 68 to 73 percent of second marriages end in divorce so another 30 don't but then look at that 30 how much of that 30 is happy not to say you could be the exception especially if she was abandoned legitimately abandoned or if she's a widow then maybe it could work out but do you feel lucky, punk? To quote Dirty Harry, for you, for you Gen Xers who won't know really what I'm talking about. This is more for the golden generation and the Boomers. Why are you going to risk it? I miss sex. Okay, I totally understand that. You know, I live a chase life. I don't even self gratify. I understand that, but it, it it clears up your mind and, like that Seinfeld episode, it makes you smarter and you can redirect your energies. But is it worth? Going back to the plantation for the promise and probably likely fulfillment of coitus, at least for a little while, especially if she's older and she's got the baby rabies. But in general, what makes you think it's going to be different with you? Statistically, it's not. It's not. And a concomitant to that would be, oh, I don't know, let's work on the true the true spokes of MGTOWL working on your psychological, emotional, financial. You know, MGTOW is not misogynistic. It's pro-man. It's pro-fixing you, pro-optimizing you. So let's say you've gained a lot of weight. Let's say you've, you've taken up a drinking habit and you're actually honest with yourself and you admit that you're alcohol-dependent. And the government classifies alcohol dependence for men as having 14 drinks a week or more. Alcoholism is when it affects your personal life or your or your work, but alcohol dependence is is classified as that. So let's say I don't know since COVID or whatever you develop a drug habit, drinking habit, gambling habit, porn habit, whatever you gain weight. Very hard to break this. You talk to anyone who was addicted to cigarettes, nicotine addiction. At last time I checked, was like ten percent of those who take up smoking ever quit forever. It's very hard. My mom quit though. She never smoked, and then I remember being like in junior high. She smoked for like three years, and then she quit. So there are exceptions. But let's fill in the blank here again. What makes you think it's going to be any different with you? That's the problem with addictions. This is the, and, and a lot of you already know this. I'm, it's not revelatory what I'm telling you. But I think in terms of intersexual dynamics, beware. If anybody that you're dating that you're possibly thinking of signing the Faustian pact that is the marriage contract with a former addict or recovering addict what makes you think it's going to be any different for them i mean there's a reason why these statistics exist and i know white knighting kicks in or she wants to white knight you and save you codependence the classic codependence i know that but look you have to look at yourself and see yourself as a catch so sticking with the your your potential prospective spouse has an addiction a scarcity mindset will tell you well this is the best i can do and i'm going to marry her even though she's a recovering alcoholic or she's a cluster b personality disorder abundance mindset would be like eh, addictions are rough it's probably going to lapse and they're going to suck me into that maelstrom of dysfunction i'll pass that's not to say for those of you who want to marry and i know some of you are just hiding behind make down you really want to marry and that's fine just be honest with yourself that's what you really want to do i'm not going to shame you for it I'm just John the Baptist, a voice crying out in the wilderness, which is appropriate because during Advent we read a lot from uh, the nativity narrative pre the birth of Jesus. I'm just telling you the stats, which you already know. But if you want to get married, don't marry an addict. That's not to say you you need to find perfection. And there's non-negotiables. And there's negotiables. Non-negotiables is marrying an addict. What makes you think it's going to be any different with them? Likelihood, it's not. Statistically. You're going to be sucked into that addiction and it's going to destroy you and your family. Any of you are children of addicts, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Let's talk about a little coitus. I would strongly admonish you guys who are fornicating to stop doing it. Not only because scripturally it says in six different places that fornicators go to hell, unrepentant fornicators. But you're more likely to get... um, you know, an STD and pregnancy and false allegations, all these things. But if any of you are going coitus interruptus or gambling with the, oh, she's 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 taking care of or she's handling the, the contraceptives, what makes you think it's going to be any different with you? I mean, look, if you're, if you're pulling out, you know, there's always going to be a time. I mean, coitus is an animalistic act. There's going to be a time where you ain't going to be able to pull out or she's going to lock your legs in or whatever. Next thing you got a kid. So again, it's like there's a lot of these examples I could do. But you have to look at the stats on things. And if the large majority of the time, fill in the blank, happens when you do it, why would you do it? I mean, think about air travel. If planes crashed 70% of the time, uh, you would see people flying less. This is why the airline industry does a pretty good job of making sure crashes never happen. I don't think we've had a major crash in America in a few years. Because if they know it's bad for business, it's all about business. They don't care about your, your safety, necessarily. It's all about business. So it's good. So when you get on a plane, you know, there's a whatever point, whatever percentage change of the plane crashing. So it's the same thing here. If you look at remarriage, 70% divorce rate. If you think of addictions, if you think of just anything where that percentage is pretty high, that something bad's going to happen to you, why would you think it's going to be any different with you? or with her so just remember that play the odds in your favor try to live a clean aesthetically free life live frugally don't overspend fast every day clears your mind read the bible live like the the desert fathers the monks Buddhist or Christian live a simple life and do things that keep the odds in your favor don't be driving through a bad neighborhood at 3 in the morning all the time you know just do smart things do smart things And in the long run, your life will probably be more relaxing and easier and uh, more tranquil. Guys, if you appreciate my content, please post an honest review. It'll only take you three seconds if you have an Apple product. You can only do so if you have an Apple product. Also, there's two links in the episode notes. One's for PayPal. If you appreciate my content, please donate a couple of shekels. to up to the cost of hosting this on a surfer. And lastly, there's a link for Naturopathic Earth, the website where you can see all the podcasts, all the articles, all the recipes, everything I have. And lastly, lastly, please follow or subscribe to all three feeds. Confessions of an Child, which deals with early childhood dysfunction and addictions and how to overcome it. Female, let's take out the apothecary, which I think you pretty much understand what that means. And The Awakened Man. Until next time, take care. God bless and pray.
0: Thank you for listening to The Awakened Man Podcast. Find us on Facebook at The Awakened Man Podcast page. Subscribe and post an honest review on Apple Podcasts and consider donating to our crowdfunding account. And remember... Freedom is better than needle. Until next time.